3,350 meters above sea level, high above the Alps. A man checks his watch. He's been flying for seven and a half hours, but he isn't in a plane. He trims his paraglider for descent and it speeds up. The flight has been tough, battling turbulence and 60 km per hour winds to stay in the air. Because this is a competition, and the further he flies, the less he has to hike. Hello, I'm Nick Bright, and on this week's episode of Beyond the Ordinary, we'll be taking you on a journey across the Alps in the company of Belgian paraglider Tom de Dorlado, as he competes in the world's toughest adventure race. Red Bull X Alps is a race across the Alps by foot and paraglider that only the most skilled and strongest athletes are able to take on. It involves speed hiking, ultra running, mountaineering and flying and requires not only incredible endurance but also elite paragliding skills and mental strength. We've heard about Red Bull X Alps in episode 2 of this season so give it a listen if you haven't already. As well as each other, the athletes are competing against the weather. This year, it threw everything at them, from scorching temperatures over 30 degrees C to rain, thunderstorms, hailstorms, and fresh snow in the high mountains. For 13 brutal days, Tom battled the elements, fatigue, and demoralizing setbacks as he sought to finish the 2021 competition. We tracked him every step of the way, placing microphones wherever we could without compromising his performance. All right, here we are. This is going to be the start of the X-Subs in uh, nine minutes. And uh, yeah, it's for sure going to be uh, a crazy one. The weather is uh, quite hard already, a lot of wind, strong wind, and uh, yeah, and the weather the next day seems to be quite uh, complicated, but anyway, we know how it is. So today was the first day of the Red Bull X Alps and uh, well that was epic. We had to go all the way to the Geisberg, um, the first turn point of the X Alps where, um, where we could take off so it's like a, a thousand meter positive meters um, and maybe five six kilometers so we all went there running and it was very fast actually we arrived there within an hour um, and then we we took off from there, it was very windy. 
um, and the thermals were not so good so we were struggling for uh, for like an, an hour of takeoff to try to escape the place and the flight was very complicated very difficult but um, yeah somehow I managed to stay in the pack with the top 10 and I'm super happy because uh, it was a real test for my uh, my new flying gear uh, my paraglider my harness everything seems to work really well and then uh, towards the, the first uh, the second turn point we had to go to Kleinal the wind started to to really um, get strong and uh, it was picking up and we arrived uh, at the face next to the face of the Dachstein which is a very impressive uh, steep rocky face where um the wind was so strong and it was so turbulent my glider was collapsing and yeah it was very stressful at some stage I decided to go away from that place because I, I thought it was too dangerous and then I found a very small terminal just a, a super small lift uh, in the trees and and I started to climb slowly 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 it was very turbulent but then Kriegelmacher joined me and uh, we started to terminal uh, together all the way back up to uh, to the clouds so that was amazing we rapidly found ourselves at maybe almost I don't know 2,500 meters and uh, and made a long transition uh, into the next valley and when we landed we landed almost all together and we start running directly uh, towards um, the next mountain to, to climb the next mountain it was a super hot day uh, it was 36 degrees Celsius so I was sweating like hell and yeah, I couldn't, I almost couldn't breathe. I'm, I'm not doing too good with, uh, with extreme heat, so for me it was hard. Um, but we climbed again another thousand meters and then took off and flew down to Glenal where I could tag the, the turn point. I'm now with my team um, at the camp. I'm going to go to sleep and uh, tomorrow it's going to be an interesting day. We, we want to climb uh, 500 meters take off fly down into the valley and then climb again and hopefully find a takeoff where we can uh, keep on going and go uh, as far as possible as fast as possible and maybe try to catch the the guys in front hopefully that would be really nice um i'm already exhausted and it's only the first day so let's see what uh, what the race uh, brings for the next days but uh, the team is in great spirit uh, really good vibe and uh, everything seems to be on rails for uh, a beautiful race so let's see what happens thank you have a good one thank you very much better getting better tomorrow yeah i hope so <laughs> good flights thank you Second day, I took a wrong decision in the morning. Uh, I lost a bit of time, but then I could catch up with the group and I flew with Maxime Pinot and I had a, an incredible flight, like a really long flight. And at the end of the, of the day, I was still in top 10 and I felt, okay, tomorrow is the day where I can really push. But on day uh, three, what happened is that the weather forecast was uh, forecasting really strong wind in the afternoon and very dangerous wind. 
and quite a tricky situation. So when we took off in the morning, we kind of, we were already a bit stressed about how the, the day will turn, you know, and how it will come um, and what will happen in the afternoon. And so on the flight, it went pretty well. I was flying with Ferdi Van Schelven and with Damien Lacaz, and we were covering distance quite fast. We, we caught up with some athletes in front and then on a pass quite high in altitude, um, the wind was very strong already and I, I landed on the pass. I couldn't make it uh, across, I couldn't fly above it. So I landed there and because I thought that the wind was only going to increase and the wind was only going to get stronger, I thought at that point, okay, this is it. Everyone is going to land. The, the weather is turning bad. Um, this is not going to work anymore today. So now it's going to be on foot. But actually people were just kept on flying and kept on flying in those crazy conditions. And I realized, okay, now if I, if I want to stay with the group, I, I just have to find a takeoff and go again. So I found the takeoff, I took off again, um, and the conditions were so turbulent. It was really heavy um, and very dangerous. Like I had a few big collapses, the wind was too strong, and I basically landed in the middle of a forest, just in between trees there, I found the spot to land. So it took me a few hours to get back to the top of the mountain with one idea in mind to just take off and fly down on the other side. But when I arrived on top, the wind was blowing at 60 km per hour and there's no chance I was going to fly. So I had to walk down and, and that day really saw me going from position 7, 8 to 14 or 13, something like that. You know, in a race like this where the level is so high and where people are so into it um, and everyone is pushing so hard, if you have one moment of you know, if you're not concentrated or if you're not into the race or if you decide to take a step backward, you know, just for one moment um, or you take one bad decision, well, it, it can cost you a lot because two hours of flying can turn into 60 kilometers distance. Thursday, 24. Well, I had a pretty crazy day. Right now I'm uh, in the van. It's uh, 10.40. I stopped uh, hiking 20 minutes ago and uh, I'm in the van getting my massage. Right now we are next to Turnpoint Santis, which is a uh, Turn point six, I think. This morning, I act up a thousand meter. It was beautiful. It was one of the nicest places I've seen so far. I I went up there alone and I saw lots of animals. Um, yeah, very wild valley, beautiful. 
and uh, today it was supposed to be extremely windy um, so everyone was kind of scared to fly and uh, I think that area was a little bit protected and I could take off and fly around 10-11 kilometers um, I didn't get any lift or any thermal but um, but I could uh, I could cover some distance and then the day went a bit crazy because I I walked I don't know probably around 70 65 kilometers in the sun in the heat in the heat and uh, wow, long straight lines uh, straight roads um, yeah with lots of cars and big trucks and then in Santis it started to rain the thunderstorm went crazy we heard some some thunders and yeah and so we could hide in a in a little house a little hut just in front of a hut and uh, and we waited the team told us that at the bottom in the valley it was not raining anymore so we decided to give it a go and uh, I took off with uh, wind from the back so I had to run like crazy but eventually the glider inflated and I could fly off the mountain and land um, in the valley and then I walked for a few hours more under the rain and and now here I am uh, not far from a takeoff tomorrow morning I'm gonna climb and hopefully I'll be able to fly Conditions don't improve, but we rejoin Tom as he prepares to fly early in the morning on day six. The uh, situation is pretty bad. We are in a cloud and there's 500 meters of cloud below. I think I can probably go through a hole somewhere, hopefully. And. Uh, I have my compass in case I get caught into the cloud, but yeah, it's not the ideal situation. Est-ce que t'as ma veste? I brought a perfect uh, compass for this race, for this kind of situation, and you've lost it. And now I have to work with phones and stuff that doesn't work. The phone just the screen of the phone just died five minutes ago. So, it's not ideal. But, positive mindset is the key. <laughs> so we'll make it work. As usual. It's a little bit like flying blind. I don't see anything here. It's all white. All covered by clouds. 500 meters thick, but I can hear uh, I can hear cows and bells, and uh, it's a pretty safe area. Hey, bon vol, mon gars.
valleys right now. I was just uh, traveling with uh, 200 birds. It's amazing. They showed us the, the climb. And now I'm with my friend Ferdinand Skelvan and I can see uh, paragliders already over fish turning around. It's only 10 in the morning and it's working. So let's go as fast as possible. Shouldn't be too hard. The mindset is is everything, you know, and uh, you really have to stay positive because everything can change. If you if you get good weather and the guys in front get stuck in a thunderstorm, you can catch up. You know, if you if you take the right decision at the right moment, you can you can get in front again. So it's it's a thousand two hundred kilometers to cover. Um, so if everyone makes mistakes on the way, um, the whole idea is to make as less mistake as possible and if you do make mistake then to just stay positive you should never think it's over you should never think oh this is it i'm in the back now and that's where i'm going to stay you have to keep pushing i'm now arriving to the lake chimsy lake uh flying i'm still at 1500 meters i have six kilometers to do so i hope i can make it not an easy one huh? but um, after that I go back in, in the back and uh, yeah interesting very interesting I think we caught up with the front of the pack we're now back to uh, to the front I guess oh not too far so let's see how how lucky we are on this one if we can make uh, a little bit of the way back that would be nice In spite of his mistakes, Tom remains within reach of the leaders, but then on day 10, he has a crucial setback. The situation is pretty, pretty bad once again. Uh, we arrived three hours later than the other guys and uh, we are uh, stuck here by very strong wind. Basically, I'm pinned on the ground and uh, there's nothing I can do. And it's been like this for the last three days. We decided to come here, 2,000 meter positive, to try. Would have been much easier to go around. So once again, I'll have to walk down 2,000 meters. And the guys now are 50 kilometers in front. It's gonna be impossible to catch up. So. It's a bit of a curse. Big lesson of humility. <laughs> but there's nothing we can do, so. Let's go down.
I always try to think, okay, if that's a mistake that I made, but it was related to safety, then that was a good mistake. If it's, okay, I should have been pushing more because, you know, maybe could have worked. Yeah, okay, but if it was in a situation where it was dangerous or, or when it was risky, um, I'm, I'm just going to actually congratulate myself and say, Tom, this is good. This is more important to be safe. It's more important to come back in one piece. We have a certain level and we can, we can play with, with limits a little bit more. Uh, but, but we should never cross the line because, I mean, flying those mountains in very turbulent conditions, it's, it's always a big lesson of humility. You get into the game, you, you get so much into this crazy game um, and this crazy race and you, you push, 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 and then you realize you're exhausted but still you go flying and you go flying in some of the most difficult conditions you ever flown in. There are things that you can decide. There are things that you can control. And there are lots of things that you just can't control. And the mountains is just, uh, it's just, it's not mean, you know, but it's just that, um, yeah, sometimes you can go and sometimes you can't, and that's the way it is. And if you're not in the right timing, then you just have to accept it. And uh, for me, that was frustrating because I, I had the feeling that I couldn't play my cards, you know, I, I couldn't just express myself in those conditions. Um, but at the same time, it was very interesting um, to just uh, learn to accept this and to take it as it is. For me, you know, I've I, I come back every time. I've been there since 2007, um, so I've done eight races. And, uh, and every time I say, I'm not gonna come back. Uh, this is too much, this is too much for, for my body, this is too much for me, um, this is too much for my team, this is, this is too heavy. And every time after a few weeks, uh, after the race, I'm like, well, I just wanna go back again. I, I just wanna experience that again. And I think that's because it's so intense. You know, it's a, this whole race, if I had one, one word, um, it would be intensity. It would be to say, this is just so intense um, in every aspect. The flying, it's very intense. Like you fly in some of the most remote and some of the most beautiful places in the Alps. The physical aspect and the training, the preparation, it's very intense. Like if you, if you want to perform on a race like this, you basically have to wake up in the morning, have breakfast, go training, uh, you know, get the rest time. Like the training, it basically organized my life for the last year and a half, you know, um, just to get ready for an event like this. And then it's very intense also in terms of the, the relation you build with the other athletes. And they become friends, but it's, it's a different type of friends, you know? It's not the friends that you drink a beer with, it's the friends that you surfer with, that you cross mountain range with, that's, uh, it's the friends that you share information with, that you 
decide to fly together, you know, because um, and it really creates a very strong bond um, between the athletes. All the surfing and all the hiking and all the, the efforts that you put in, then it comes down to one day you have this magical flight. I had one of those flights in the last days where you fly 150, 180 kilometers in very strong conditions, but you fly above glaciers, you fly above mountain tops, you get into inside some clouds at 3,500 meters high, and then and then you think, wow, this is why I do it, you know? And and those images and those stories they stay they stay with you forever. At the end of the race, you feel like uh, you feel a bit empty, you know, like you have this uh, big. Um, void like uh, it's uh, you kind of miss it uh, and you want to experience that again so that's why I come back After 13 days of uh, race, uh, what's your feeling? Yeah, great, good feeling. I'm, I'm exhausted, to be honest. I'm totally exhausted. Uh, this morning I, I didn't have a really good breakfast and then I, I still had to cover quite some distance to, to go to the takeoff. And I was really putting one foot in front of the other, but super slowly. And then I stayed on takeoff for like an hour and uh, the, the clouds started forming, it was beautiful, and so I took off and I had a really, really nice flight. For the first time in the old race, I had decent flying conditions. It was the, the last day and the last two hours of the race, and I could fly in normal thermals, very smooth uh, conditions, no wind, perfect little fluffy clouds that show the thermals and uh, birds flying around, and, and I covered 40 kilometers in no time. It was that day, I think I could have gone almost until the end of the race if, if we had the whole afternoon. I think it was a day to fly 200 kilometers probably. So when I landed, I landed in peace. I was like, okay, okay, those conditions still exist. <laughs> let's hope that next year, or next edition, let's hope that we have a bit more of that. Tom finished the race in 15th place after flying 1,790 kilometers and hiking 518 kilometers to an altitude of 3,662 meters. Christian Maurer, who Tom mentioned during the episode, won the event for an incredible seventh time. He completed the grueling course in just eight days and six hours. If you didn't track the race live, you can catch up with everything that happened on redballxalps.com.